some real weird shit happen, Chet. Some real weird shit. You don't have shit. to be a genius to figure that out, monkey dick. Start talking, little man. Look, Chet, it's a real long story. Gary and I were messing around with the computer Friday night when we decided to make a woman and we didn't. She went crazy and she messed up the whole house. Oh, smart mouth me, you wormy little shit. Just let me find Lisa. She can explain everything. She'll clear everything up, Chet. That's you can have my college money and my social security, Jen. Hey, this is Marty McFly, and you're listening to Hydrate Level 4 Presents Podstalgic, a film podcast on core temp arts. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Are you telling me you built a time machine out of a podcast? Welcome to another episode of Podstalgic. I'm your host, Peter. This is a film podcast where we'll be taking a nostalgic look and rediscover movies new and old. And for this episode, we are going back and reviewing an older movie, uh, 1985's Weird Science. And joining me on this review is Carly from Talking Shaunaland, from, well, run. actually, you know what? Carly <laughs> of Core Temp Parts. Yes, that's easier, right? That's a lot easier because, uh, I mean, I'd be here forever naming all the different oh, things that you do. Not even. So on my <laughs> other show, I call you my boss, you know, you uh, uh, producer and, and all things alike. So uh, why, why don't you tell the listeners, you know, about yourself and some of the things that you do? Sure. First, thank you, Peter, for inviting me back on your show to uh, talk on another teen movie, I guess, coming of age movie. So thanks. I appreciate yeah. it. Sure. Um, it's been a while. Yeah, totally. But no, like you said, I'm of Cortem Bars. So CortemBars.com, you can find uh, all of my work there, all the podcasts that I host, Talking Shondaland, uh, That Pop This Live, the different TV shows that I cover on TV Ate My Brain, which is another uh, podcast, the official TV podcast of Cortem Bars. And, you know, that's pretty much it. Like, we could go into it, but I'd rather talk about the movie um, and talk about 1985 and misogyny. It's going to be real fun. Yes, no. <laughs> sure. Absolutely. Real fun. Super um, fun. Yeah. We should get Agent Orange on here to help us out. Uh-oh. He'd be perfect. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So before we get into the movie, um, just to kind of look back when this movie uh, came out, the weekend of the other movies, let's see. Actually, there's only one movie that's worth of note that came out the same weekend, Fright Night. Oh, oh my God. I used to watch Fright Night all the time. Is that right? Yeah. So that came out the same weekend. And let's see here. The uh, the number one song at the time of uh, this movie's release was... Every time you go away, you take a piece of me with you. Every time Shout. you go Nope, you're right. Away. Sorry. By Paul Young. Yeah. I was looking at the wrong date. It was uh, <laughs> the week after that was Shout by Tears for Fears. Yeah. But yeah, that's a great song. It is. It is. So is Shout. So I think the Shout's a great song. Yeah. I mean, the, the, that's why they're number one. Number one and two. Yeah, I think <laughs> Shout. Yeah, right. Shout went uh, to number one the next week. But yeah, Paul Young. Every time you go away, I don't know what other song he has, but that song is a good. Is a really good song. It's like you can't help but yeah. like, sing it when you hear it on the radio. Yeah, it's kind of like um, kind of like Richard Marx, right? In a sense, you know, it's a ballad, and it's a yeah, it's a very good song. Power ballad, um, I guess. Power ballad, yeah, '80s slow slow jam. '80s slow jam, I know, but I think the didn't the power ballad come out in the '80s? Like, I I don't hear people saying, "Hey, that's a power ballad nowadays," right? Power ballads were only in the I, '80s. I never really even heard power ballad back in the '80s, what? but uh, <sighs> I, but I believe you. Okay, but I believe you. I mean, I'm sure. Like, if you explain it to me exactly, I can give you a list of, of like, okay, I think this song would follow under there. Yeah, sure. Right, like Careless Whispers. Wouldn't that be like a power ballad? Um, mm, would it? I don't know. Maybe. I'll be right here, but waiting for you. Is that a power ballad? Probably, but ma- definitely every time you go do, away. Do you is know a power what a power ballad is? A power ballad <laughs> is like a really intense slow song. Okay. It's like, that's I feel like, like some epic, of those were kind you know of hard, I mean? too. Killis Whisper is pretty epic. It's like that at the end. George Michael really, he really gets down on that Yeah, song. but I don't know if that's considered a power ballad, but maybe it is. All right. All right. We'll figure okay, this maybe out. Maybe some of the 80s, 80s music aficionados can, uh, can tell us. Who are like us. yelling at the top of their lungs, you idiots, why don't you know this? Yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> good Lord. And so, okay, yeah, so that's a look back there. Uh, but Weird Science. 
Now, this movie、uh, I mentioned came out in 1985. This was、uh, written and directed by John Hughes.、Mm-hmm. Uh, Carly, this is actually a movie that、um, you said that you'd wanted to do like, a long time ago when we discussed you know, future movies that you'd come back for.、Yeah. Uh, what, what was your history with this, and why was this one of the movies that you、uh, wanted to cover? So, I said I wanted to cover this before I, before I saw it again as an adult. Let me just get that、mm-hmm. out of the way.、Uh, <laughs> um, but this was one of the movies that I saw as a kid.、Uh, I was five when this movie came out, so I didn't see it obviously when I was five. But,、uh, you know, so I like the 10, you know, preteen, and there was something about it that I really enjoyed. And it was fun and it's goofy, and it still is all of those things. But when you were like, oh, what movies can you, you know, would you want to? Come back and, and talk about. And for some reason, this kind of came up because it deals a lot with、uh, this whole idea of, you know,、um, like all these, the teen desire and like the, the person, the personification of like desires that you have when you're a teen. They're not PC. They're sometimes they're not rational, you know, and it also deals with like, you know, sex with these two boys creating this fembot pretty much for their sexual pleasure, even though it doesn't turn out to be that way. But like all of those ideas just was just kind of interesting to me.、Um, and again, that was before I saw the movie as an adult. And I saw it as an adult last night to prepare for today. And it still has all those things, but I think that. Um, overall, I really do think that you need kind of like the, that kind of,、um, ignorance of youth. You know what I mean? To fully、mm-hmm. enjoy this movie.、Yeah. Because if not, then you have, then you can really see and you can really notice that like inherent creepiness and icky, you know, that icky feelings that this movie kind of could conjure for some, for most. But, but I don't know.、Oh, yeah. But overall, I don't know. It's still, it was a really fun movie. It was a comedy. So. I, I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. Even still as an adult, I enjoyed it, even though I, I see more of its you know, issues than, than not. But whatever. It's weird science. It's fun. Yeah. The,、uh, weird science isn't like one of my favorite John Hughes movies. Like when you、no. tell me John Hughes, whether it's writing or directing, weird science,、uh, it wouldn't be any of my go tos.、Um, mm-hmm. The, the funny thing is, I actually, I'm, I'm more familiar with the TV show Weird Science. I, that one I watched a lot more than I did the actual movie. Did, did you know that was a thing? I did, yeah. Okay. In, it was like on it, USA, 90... maybe? Yeah, it, it ran for like a while. It ran for, I think, for like three years, like 80 some, some odd episodes, almost 100 episodes. Yeah, I'm not exactly sure. I mean, yeah, probably a few seasons.、Uh, I don't think I watched it all, but it was a show that I did watch. I, I do remember、mm-hmm. that. And it's,、um, I, I remember watching that. And then at some point, I went back and watched the original, and I couldn't even see those guys、uh, as these characters. You know, I was more <laughs> used to the TV versions of themselves.、Right. Because the guy who plays Gary was a lot more animated, you know,、mm-hmm. and I mean, Michael Anthony,、uh, Anthony Michael Hall, he himself is animated, but I thought the character that plays Gary on the TV show was even more animated, you know, like dialed up to 11. Yeah, he was more like slapsticky from what I、yes. remember of the TV show, yeah. Yeah, and I don't remember the other Wyatt too much.、Um, I think the other Wyatt, the TV Wyatt, I think he was in. License to Drive, maybe with Corey Haim, I feel,、mm. you know, for one of those 80s movies. I know it's, it's been so long. <laughs>、um, but that's pretty much my history with Weird Science. I mean, I, I liked it as a kid watching it. I also watched it last night.、Uh, there was a lot of dialogue that I was just kind of like, hmm, excuse me? <laughs> Pardon moi? Like, did, did you just really say that? And so I, I thought I thought was. Interesting is that I don't know, like even seeing like Breakfast Club, which is also rated R, I thought the dialogue Wait, here was Breakfast just. Breakfast Club is rated R? Because this is PG 13. Yeah, you know what? Let me,、uh, let me look, look that up real quick. Because、uh, I, I feel like it, it is, but I mean, I, I could be completely wrong. But I mean, while you, while you look that up, I think that you were right. This isn't necessarily like John Hughes's best outing.、Um, mm-hmm. This is one of three movies I think that he. Uh, released or that was released within like a year and a half or something like that.、Um, Sixteen Candles being the first one that he wrote and directed. Then The Breakfast Club came out like six months before this one did. And both of those are way better than this one. But I do think that it is something that, like,、um, that is more over the top than Sixteen Candles and Breakfast Club, but it still does tap into like that. Like teenage fears and anxiety、yes. and desires and all that. And even though it's a bit cruder and it's not so p 
polished. Like it still kind of has that John Hughes stamp. And John Hughes seemed to, for some reason or another, really know like like teenage, like teenagers pretty much. So Yeah, he could tap into could, yeah. the way they speak and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah, totally. So like, yeah, and even, you know, I'm watching it and yeah, the, the dialogue's a little hokey or whatever, but I... But I did still um, not relate, but I but I appreciated the the tones that these teenagers were taking, especially these two boys. So the whole time I'm sitting there and I'm just kind of like, yeah, it, fe- it feels like a teenage boy. You know what I mean? Like my only other uh, um, communication with a, with a teenage boy other than me being a teenager myself in high school is is like my brother, we have a bro- you know, oh, and I oh, kind okay. of remember him more or less, you know, as a teenager. He's younger than I am. So to me, they these two kids feel felt very real. They're, you know, they're good kids. They're nerds or whatever you, you want to uh, call them. But at the end of the day, like all of the, their like, you know, their teenage boydom, that male fantasy, like a teenage male fantasy, like all that is in this movie. And I thought that that was really well, you know, executed outside of everything else. Yeah, um, and just to kind of go back to Breakfast Club, that is rated R. Breakfast Club is rated R, really? It, yeah, see, and I kind of remembered that because, uh, you know, I mean, to hear that is shocking, right? Yeah, it's and probably for language, maybe. It is, it yeah. is. I, I looked up the uh, the parental content and uh, profanity. The uh, IMDb gave it like 7 out of 10, about 30 F words, and then many uses of, um, you know, dick, prick, shit, and asshole. So that's yeah. what it says, yeah. Okay. So, um, yeah. So, in uh, I can see that because like the dialogue here isn't so different from Breakfast Club, except for very little language. There's language, but definitely not thirty f words. You know, um, because I think you get one with a PG thirteen rating, right? Yeah, it is a PG thirteen rating. But I think I'm pretty sure, like, if you read the reviews from back in the day, they would just be like, and oh, the horrible language, you know. But nowadays we're kind of used right. to more, you know. Yeah, we're Th- thirty f words. Oh, we hear that on AMC. <laughs> I know. <laughs> no, we don't, but... I was but like, it's I say 30 F words before I get out of bed. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's how I get out of bed. Exactly. That's the know, only way yeah, I could get, get out get of bed. get ready for the day. <laughs> you get it out now so I can seem like a happier person. Exactly. Oh, boy. All right. So just a real uh, little refresher for those that uh, also hadn't seen this in quite a while. Uh, we mentioned Anthony Michael Hall. He plays Gary. Ian Mitchell Smith plays Wyatt, uh, his best friend. Kelly LeBrock plays Lisa, the woman they manifest out of paper clippings and <laughs> computer NASA's Wi-Fi mainframe. Of, I, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Bill Paxton, uh, the the late Bill Paxton plays Chet, uh, mm-hmm. who is Wyatt's older brother, um, who is visiting from college. Uh, Robert Downey Jr. in a smaller role plays Ian, one of the, uh, not bullies, but kind of just one of these jerk boys. I don't, I don't know what they. I mean, I mean would, they, they do pick on bully. Bully, yeah, yeah, in a way, yeah. yeah. They do pick on Gary and Wyatt. So uh, the the um, the other guy is Max, played by uh, Robert Russler, and they have the two girls, Deb and Hilly, uh, played by Suzanne Snyder and Judy Aronson, uh, respectively. Yeah, I. What did you remember about this movie before watching it? What were some of the the key things? Um. I mean, the obvious Kelly LeBrock, pretty much, mm-hmm. and how she, and pretty much how I remembered it was that she was like a walking wet dream, and it was mm-hmm. exactly that. And I just remember, <laughs> I mean, I remember being a kid and watching this movie and being like, "Oh my God, what if you could make somebody, you know?" And then that fantasy of just be like, "If I could make anything or anyone." Like from a computer, that's so cool. Like computers are so cool. So I remember kind of that feeling, um, mm-hmm. uh, from watching this movie. Other than that, I mean, and Bill Paxton because he's so oddly memorable in this horrible, you know, person character that he is. But other than that, I didn't. He's pretty great. Yeah, I don't really remember much. Oh no, but um, I remember it being like more sexual. And I, again, yeah. obviously, this could be as a kid watching it, and you know, and. And maybe not understanding or whatever, you know, the, the the themes and everything that was going on. I feel like I remember it being more sexual than it actually is. 
Yeah, I agree with you. I re- I thought I remembered it being uh, it being more sexual. I thought it was rated R. Mm-hmm. Um, I, we do get a little bit of nudity, but I thought there was more than that because I do remember the opening scene where they're kind of watching like this. I don't know, a gym class of of women or, or girls, mm-hmm. I guess in this sense, yeah. and. Um, so I thought that there might have been like a shower scene because I feel uh, there's a shower scene in like every 80s teen movie. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> right. so I kind of misremembered that. I do remember the image of the grandparents in that in that closet, right? In that, wherever they were hiding. So I remember that image. Um, I don't remember how they got there or why they were in there. Um, let me see what else. I the the scene where Gary and Wyatt were in the bathroom and then Hilly and Deb come in. Yeah, where he, right? where he, yeah, where he's just kind of like, if you're gonna float an air biscuit, let me know. <laughs> right, that, yeah, <laughs> that was a weird line. It was. But so when Wyatt and Gary steps inside the bath to to talk a little bit, mm-hmm. and then they look over and there's like two heavier girls, mm-hmm. right? Because uh, Deb and Hilly walked out. So what I misremembered was I thought Lisa ch- changed them into. Like fat girls, yeah, you know, to um, that I, I thought she did some kind of trick where they were uh, Gary and Wyatt would be able to see people as as who they really are. You know, I right. thought that was kind of the thing. So kind of weird. So I don't I don't know where I got any of these. Um, again, it's not one that I grew up watching, but I I watched here and there mm-hmm. as I grew up. Um, again, just more familiar with the TV show. I didn't remember um Bill Paxton as much, but I loved him. Yeah. I thought he was great. He's a, a great uh, asshole in this yep. movie. Like yep. some of the forehead uh, slaps that he does later on, like at the end of the movie where he hits uh, Gary and the gal like in the forehead with the... With the gun, with the rifle. With the rifle, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was pretty good. Like I wonder, like oh, it, it just looked too real. I, I really want to know about that scene. Like was that a real gun? Like did he really hit you guys? Because that's <laughs> the foliage work. Is that the word? Fo- foliage work? Foley. Foley, Foley work. <laughs> Foliage is leaves and Foliage is yeah. camouflage, sure. Uh, English <laughs> is my second language, so. But anyway, the sound work on that was, like, legit. It, I, I, I believed. I was like, okay, he's he's using a real gun here. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think they just went for it there. Uh, I kind of remembered the, the bar scene. Um, mm. And I didn't remember how I felt about it. And I definitely felt something about that scene. Uh, watching it last night, so that's that's pretty much it. Uh, I just remembered it being uh, a lot longer and more things happening. Yes, and yes, you more and things dis- happening. Yeah, yeah, we discussed this before pre-recording, but it's a pretty simple movie. Not a lot happened, and the movie ends. Yeah, and which for me, you're right. Maybe again, maybe that's like a kid thing. Everything just kind of feels like it's longer and bigger and more. But yeah, I just I was watching it last night. And I was like, oh wow, I. I thought this movie was longer. I thought more happened. Like, I feel like this was a kind of a missed opportunity for John Hughes to, like, do a little something more, you know, than the regular, you know, nonsense. Yeah, yeah. No, for sure. Um, Okay, so what do you want to start with? Uh, Do you... Okay, so we got... um, Gary and Wyatt. It's uh, very tropey, right? There are leads who are some sort of outcast. You know, there's that... um, and they get pantsed in the early episode or yeah. early in the first scene, scene pretty much yeah the, fir- the very first scene yeah. and already you're like all right there i mean even the girls all find these two to be losers <laughs> right well um i mean straight off the bat we have these uh, uh i don't know i guess like archetypes that maybe were created in the were really cemented in the 80s. Um, and mm-hmm. as I was watching this entire movie, I'm just like, this movie is so unapologetically 80s. Like, it has mm-hmm. all of these, like, you know, tropes and whatever. And they were, yeah, they're, they're I guess, losers for, for that respect. Where if you think about, like, a TV show now, maybe they wouldn't necessarily be, like, complete losers. They would probably be, like, under, like, yeah, the the cool kids don't like me, but, like, everyone else thinks that, that I'm really cool. Whereas, like, back then, they were just kind of like, no, no one likes you. Girls don't like you. The guys don't like you. The the girls that you're just ogling are just kind of like, who are these two creeps? But but it was kind of funny to for them to get pantsed. And then all the girls just look at them like, what are you doing? And for them to realize that this is not really good. And as one was about to apologize, you know, Gary, uh, Wyatt was about to apologize. Gary's just, yeah. just kind of like, put covers his, his covers his mouth <laughs> and is like, no, don't even bother saying it. Let's just walk away. That was actually kind of funny to me. 
Yeah, I I like how I mean this movie is an hour and a half, so a lot shorter than I kind of remembered. I I think I'm just used to John Hughes movies、uh, being long because even both um you know he wrote、uh, Home Alone and、mm-hmm. I think both of those movies are like two hours. They are really、uh, as long, well、yeah. for a family movie. Yeah. yeah. So this one they they really get right into it.、Um, we find out that these guys are losers, and then、uh, one night while they're watching, which I believe is Bride of Frankenstein. No, it's a like, it's I'm, a I'm, version. It's like the first color version of Frankenstein. Okay,、yeah. so so did they、um, like redub it when he says she's alive? Is is that what it is? Because I thought that's that's why I thought it was like Bride of Frankenstein because. Doctor Frankenstein. He says she's alive. Does he say she's alive? Oh, I thought he was just he saying、does. he's alive, and it sounds like she. But maybe I mean, yeah, maybe you're right. I don't know. We could look that up. Yeah, and, yeah. But that that's why I thought, and you know, yeah, maybe they just kind of like redubbed that for the for the scene. But、uh, so Gary gets a、uh, this great idea, like, <laughs> oh, you you can do this. You got a computer. <laughs> you have a computer. <laughs> that's how it works. This, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you have a printer that's. Scans backwards or something? A, well, I'm guessing he had like a computer, some sort of internet connection, maybe, and a scanner. That's、yeah. pretty much what he had. Listen, I don't think we're supposed to think a lot about the science. Not at all. Science. <laughs> It's pretty weird. It's pretty weird. It's more magical than anything else. It really is.、Um, but I forgive it. I, I don't. I don't even care. Like sh- because you know because、it. that's not what it's about. No. You know. Be- Honestly, is not what it's about because they don't even go into it. No one even questions that he that these two kids can do that. It's like in this world, this is something that you can do, and like people just don't choose. You know, people just choose not to do it. That's what it felt like to me because it was so like casual. Like, oh, you guys created, you know, and she kept saying like, oh no, they created me for this particular purpose. You know, yeah, it was. I don't know. It just felt so ingrained in like the possible. No, am I wrong? No, no. I mean, my thing, like,、uh, I remember when I was a kid, like the only problem I had with it, because again, like even as a kid, you're just like, ah, you know, it's、That's、it's it's, it's a movie. But my my <laughs> thing was like, well, then why go through the trouble of cutting out like pieces of different women to form a perfect body, but then still use a Barbie doll? Like, I, I get you need a body, but then like, shouldn't it take shape of the Barbie doll? Or、mm-hmm. I don't know.、Mm-hmm. I see. I see. I see. <laughs> I understand your question. Yeah, it's a little too logical, <laughs> but let me see if I can. <laughs> but no, I think the body parts were were what they wanted her to be, and the Barbie doll was just kind of like a representation of like it has to take this shape. Because、yeah. later in the movie, when they trying to make another, you know, another girl,、um, and then the shape, the two, you know, ends of the electric. And I don't know the electric things the clamps are or, the yeah, clamps or yeah. whatever. Instead of on a doll, they were like perfectly、um, with the missile, like on the, the, pi- on the picture magazine, of a missile. Right. Yeah. So then that's the shape that it takes. You know,、okay. like I don't know. That's that's、Peter. fair. That's okay. <laughs> I don't think we can do logical questions. Okay. All right. I'll stop it. Okay. So <laughs> let's talk about、uh, Lisa Kelly LeBrock. She、uh, yes, pops out of the bathroom. I guess. You know,、mm. because that's it. Looks like it's the because later or... on, isn't that the 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 door that they com- keep coming in and out of? I don't I know. I I can't、okay. figure out this.、Uh, the you know his room. It's yeah. You know, it's shot from、Let's、different angles, but you know, it's like the one door that leads to everywhere. Right, <laughs> the magical door. A magical door. Yeah. yeah. Kelly LeBrock, you know, you you told me、uh, before we recorded that she was twenty five when they filmed this. Her character is supposed to be twenty three. Yeah.、And、yeah. Well,、um, I read that she was 25 when the movie came out, and so in '85, the、okay. boys,、uh, Michael Hall was 17, the other one was 16, and she was 25. So let's say that they shot the movie the year before, then maybe they're a year less. So they were pretty much around the same age that they're playing on the on the screen. Yeah. Well, you know, Wyatt got he he got more more lip、uh, than. <laughs> Than、like、Gary does,、lip? yeah, yeah, yeah. He got more kissing than Anthony Michael Hall, which I thought was interesting too. You know, given that Anthony Michael Hall just had more movies, you know, especially with like John Hughes, that was、yeah. like one of his favorite guys. Yeah,、um, but I think it, I think it, it serviced the characters more. Like you know, for Wyatt in the movie, I think he needed that kind of confidence around, like, f- around girls and like that confidence that. It's weird saying this about a fifteen-year-old, but like you know that inherent 
kind of yeah. sexy confidence that he would need to be able to be okay with speaking and being with a girl. Whereas the Michael Hall character for Gary, I think what he needed more is to um, have the confidence to like not be to like be yourself, not be such a show off because he has maybe everything else, you know. So I think maybe that's the reason why he got more "quote unquote" lip. <laughs> he got sure. to kiss her more. Yeah, yeah, lucky guy. Yeah. Um, I I don't know. This time around, I felt a little bit more uncomfortable knowing that they were well. Their characters were that young. Like I, I feel I would have been more okay if they were like seniors. But mm-hmm. um, did that make you uncomfortable at all, or were yeah. you just still going with it? Okay, no, no, no. But that's what I mean. That's what when I said that. Like I feel like you needed that like youthful ignorance of like stuff like that to watch this movie um and why i made it so different like when i was a kid versus now is that is that like uncomfortable you know oh these two boys created um an older woman to have to be pretty much their sex slave pretty much and then you think about the age of it. She's 23. She's like a full adult. And these kids are like 15 in, in the, and they say it, they're like 15. And when she's like shopping for like sexy underwear and she's like asking the old lady, do you think two 15 year old boys would like this? I'm just kind of like, oh, that's so gross. Um, but, yeah. but I guess that's, again, I think that's obviously that's part that's of idea. that like ideal teen male fantasy of it all. You know, this woman, this beautiful, gorgeous woman that's, you know, that's at, at your, you know, at, at your beck and call and can answer all your whims and all that stuff. Like, I guess it makes sense. That's the point, maybe. But it's still really, like, gross in a way, if you think about it too much. Yeah. You know, and when I'm just thinking, I'm thinking the TV version of Lisa. Uh, Vanessa Angel was actually a very good uh, replacement, too, for the, for the, for the TV show. Yeah, she was good looking. But I think, I, I you know, if we're talking about Lisa, I think what made her... I think Khalil Brock was really good in, in this because she felt very, there's something very mesmerizing about her playing Lisa. Obviously, very the seductive. Situ- yeah, the situation kind of helped, but also um, she felt very easygoing and, and, and like self secure. Like she knows who she was and what she was there to do. And that, and that inherently is, is sexy. But also, I think, this dream girl quality that she had like she oozed sex like she was the you know she was a wet dream personified pretty much and i think that kelly rock did a really good job at interpreting that but also making her a little bit funny you know and and, and giving her kind of these little little bits of nuances to make her even more appealing so it wasn't just that she was gorgeous it was that she had all these like little bits and pieces at least to me um Mm -hmm. that made her even more you know alluring in a way so i don't know i don't remember the tv show that well to to say if if um if the tv show lisa had that but i feel like that was very specific yeah i feel like she was more like tv friendly lisa yeah you know so i I think they they kind of stripped out of the weight a little bit uh let's talk about max and ian at the mall here uh we find (laughs) out that not only are they bullies but they are quite um the worst boyfriends ever the worst boyfriends ever. Yeah. Uh, and then, you, you know, one thing I do like about Robert Downey Jr. in this movie is when they're going down the escalators and they pass by Lisa. Mm-hmm. Wait, was it this scene? Is that the scene where Robert Downey Jr. gives her like this look and he, he like kind of blinks his eyes? <laughs> kind of be like, oh, look at my eyelashes. Look at my eyelashes. You know, is that, was that the scene? Probably, probably. Because like, every time they see her, about? yeah, every time they see her, they're like ogling her. Um, right. I mean, not that I can blame them, but you know, if, mm-hmm. if I'm if I'm a teenage boy and I see Kelly LeBrock looking like that, and then like you know, very seductively giving them like a weird, like a wink and a pouty face, like yeah, that would be it. So it was pro- it was probably in the mall where he was like, look at my <laughs> look at my eyelashes, look at my eyelashes. Yes, pretty much. You know, he just this <laughs> this little you know cute little blink. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> um, it was cute, but yeah, they they're there with these girls and uh, they're just. Oh, they're horrible and then like there's that one scene I, for, I forget what they're exactly talking about but then the girls they kind of walk off like are these the guys we really want to be with and then they're just like in the back dancing around yeah. in the foreground yeah just like you know pelvic thrusting and just being a bunch of jerks mm-hmm. and then when the girls look over they're like oh you know giving them the the puppy dog yeah. face like um so these guys are are, are, are pretty bad but then I felt it being very problematic, obviously, later on when they are trying to uh, do a little wife swap, Ugh. you know, with the uh, 
with uh, Gary and Wyatt yeah. for Lisa. Yeah. No, that was awful. And actually, to to be honest, I remember being a t- uh, like an early teen and not feeling, not exactly knowing why, but not feeling like super pumped about that scene either. I'm just kind of mm-hmm. like, are they just trading them off? Like, this is, this feels wrong. But no, watching it again, it, it is, yeah, you're right. It, it, it is insanely problematic. But the entire premise is kind of problematic, you know. Sure. So to have a scene like this feels true to the plot in a way that you, if you're already, if you're already, thinking that um you know that a that a woman a female body or whatever is something that you could like create and have your own and you own and it's yours you know and she answers you a beck and call or whatever then of course you would have this scene where you're just trying to trade off girls and you know and this woman that you created um so i don't know to me it felt true to the to the scene even though it was very worrisome yeah um i <laughs> Boy, I, I I'm gonna save for. I mean, Gary says some things too, like towards the end of the movie that we'll we'll get to. But uh, speaking of Gary, what did you think of the bar scene? Like, I I thought this, and I know this came before Adventures in Babysitting, but I thought this was even more cringy than the uh, the jazz club in Adventures in Babysitting. Oh my god! So I haven't seen Adventures in Babysitting. It was probably my, one of my favorite movies growing up. And mm-hmm. again, these are these things that I haven't seen as an adult. And a part of me doesn't want to because of this. You know what I mean? Because yeah, I just, yeah. I mean, I don't know if this is like okay to say, but like I just don't want to ruin how I felt and what I thought about these. You know, the nos- the nostalgic aspect of these movies. Um, so anyways, so that being said, the club, the blues club scene. Fast man. Let me tell you my story, man. Last year, I was insane for this crazy little eighth grade bitch. Okay? Crazy insane? Insane? Crazy? I was nuts for the woman, man. Now you gotta believe me. I'm saying I'm telling the truth here. I'm speaking to you. I mean, I was nuts for the girl. And what did to me was these big titties she had. For a 13-year-old girl, man. <laughs> she wouldn't have had to worry about no titties for the rest of her life, boy. You know, she was set and she was looking good, son. That's the truth, baby. I called every night for like a month. I mean, I'm talking devotion, man. Every damn night? Every night, Mitch. I ain't playing with you. On the telephone? This boy talking about on the telephone, man. Explain it what to him. Goddamn, we know there's a telephone, boy. What the hell they gonna do here? Buddy hung up on her. Oh, you didn't hang up on her. The chick with those big, big titties. Man, I hung up on the bitch. Man, you know. Now here's the camper. You know what the bitch did to me? Let him. Check this shit out. Listen to what she did to me. She need you in the nuts and called him faggot in front of everybody. Bitch, need your nuts? Bitch, need my nuts, bitch. I'm not playing with y'all, either, man. In the family jewel? In the family jewel, man. Worst pain there is. Broke my heart in two. You broke more than your heart. Yeah, Yeah, you don't like that, baby. You can forget that other one. You got this fine jewel sitting right over here by you. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that's the two, baby. That's the clean two. To me, I found it like if in one aspect, I was like, okay, you know, maybe Lisa inherently knows that these kids need to get out of their comfort zone. You know what I mean? Get out of this kind of like white bread, uh, middle class place that they live in. And that's all they know. And maybe they need to get more exposure to different kinds of people. So maybe that's why she like took them there. Um Mm-hmm. But then it, you know, then they start drinking and then it turns into like this weird <laughs> Anthony Michael Hall to give him credit. Like he was good in the scene, but like the scene of him, you know, drunk and doing the like, quote unquote, you know, the the black voice and all that stuff. That was really like I was very uncomfortable throughout that whole scene. And I had to like actively remind myself mm-hmm. like, oh, no, this was 1985. Like not that it was OK, but I was like, people didn't see that this was a, that much of a problem. <laughs> Um, but afterwards, you know, so this morning I was just like, I have to like look something up. And and I looked up that they were like John Hughes and Michael Hall were very, uh, big fans of Richard Pryor and they would watch the Richard Pryor movies all the time and yada, yada. And that's what Michael Hall was doing. He was doing like an impression of the Mudball character, Richard Pryor's character. Um, I don't know in one movie, but that's what he was imitating when he was doing that. So like it was 
he did a good job, but it was still like the problematic aspect of, you know, of the racially insensitiveness to it. That's what I was like, uh, I don't know. But but overall, like his performance, I thought was really was actually pretty good, you know? I, I thought so, too. And I mean, I, I liked the scene. I thought it was funny. Obviously, some of the lines, you know, definitely made me uh, raise an eyebrow. Um, I, I could have done without the voice. I think Drunk Gary is pretty funny. Drunk Gary is funny, like, yeah. Uh, yeah, like I'm down with that scene, but uh, the, the voice was just kind of like, what, what are you doing, yeah. Gary? But like, if you listen to the story, he was saying, he was just like, <laughs> hey, man. So like this this thirteen year old bitch, you know, like the, he was like, just talking like titties. that. I was like, like, oh well, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like well, it's the one with the big titties. But but um, you know what was actually funny is that, like, I don't know, maybe it was the fact that he continued the voice even after he was out of the club. That's then what made it like a little, you know, what made it a little funnier. Like maybe this is what Gary is when he's drunk. Like this is his persona yeah. that he takes on. Okay, um, and all right. So that made it funny. I just thought it's funny because, you know, obviously they got the, the fake IDs mm-hmm. from Lisa, you know, because magic. And um, so, I, you know, most of those people know that they're uh, underage, but they don't know how old. Right. But the fact that Gary's just like, hey, man, last summer, this 13-year-old right. bitch. I'm just like, nobody's going to question that <laughs> no. she was 13 years old and he's talking about her big titties. And, you know, I'm just like, wow. Oh, yeah, that, that's where I'm just like cringing. I'm just like, oh, gosh, please get over with this scene you know yeah. it's just like I, yeah, to me i just thought that they just know that these kids aren't 25 or whatever because they look you think so they're just young. humoring them yeah Is that what's yeah going 100%, on or, okay yeah 100 right. that's what i thought i don't know maybe that's my my brain's way of protecting me <laughs> i hope they were just humoring them yeah, yeah because yeah. i'm just like because you know when i was watching i was like oh man these drunk guys like please don't don't egg them on and talk about stop thirteen year olds. Thirteen year olds, yeah, yeah, boobs, <laughs> yeah, no. yeah, man. Oh, I mean, because I have a daughter that's fifteen, and I, I didn't want to be hearing any of this stuff, so mm-hmm. it, it was really cringy for me. Mm-hmm. Um, that that scene did not hold up for me. No, uh, so let's but, let's move it along. No, I know, oh, but ahead. but I, again, overall, I think um, the idea possibly that. Gary's drunk persona is this because the first time that he got drunk is around all of these people. Yeah. You know what I mean? And maybe, you know, if you take the like racial insensitivity and all that stuff out of the equation, like maybe it's just kind of like, you know, when you're around people, you start to like speak, you know, and, and speak like them or behave that, w- that way, you know, around them. Oh, I know. Um, yeah. Maybe that's, you know, yeah, like maybe that's like the idea. So like even when he was in the car and he still had the like, hey, man, blah, 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 blah. Like that was funny. And afterwards when he was talking to Chet, um, and he was just kind of like, oh, you don't even, you know, he, he was about to like spill the, the beans about what they did and they created Lisa. Like he still kind of had that. Mm-hmm. So that made it more funny. And and Michael Hall was really good. I thought he was really good in this. Like he was really funny and, and very, you know, over the top as, as it was in, in the eighties. But I thought that he had a really great uh, comic timing. You I, know, I thought it was good because I can relate because I, I had my first drink when I was 14 and I was, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, I wasn't, I hope I wasn't saying anything stupid like that, but I was definitely acting a fool and people, you know, like friends I was with were embarrassed of me. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I can relate to that scene and, and I do like it, but uh, yeah, the dialogue needs to be reworked. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, you want to jump to the party because that's really all that's left of this movie? <laughs> <laughs> no, but what did you think of like the, because you said that nothing really happened. What do you mean by that? Like, what did you want it I, to be? What did you expect it? You know what I mean? Well, like, um, I feel like this was over the course of, what, two days, maybe? Yeah, it looked like a, like a know, weekend but, of some sort. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I felt, uh, I mean, I don't know if this is something I misremembered, but um, I would have liked this to be um, maybe longer than a couple of weeks, you know, maybe a month. Like, I, I felt like they really didn't have a whole lot with Lisa. I felt that there there could have been some more learning from mm-hmm. Lisa. You know, when they were creating her, they were adding, like, Albert Einstein and um, I forget which musician, but some type of, like, classical Bach, artist. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, like, they um, – this is the perfect woman. And I don't feel like they took, like, uh, advantage – and I mean in a positive sense. I don't, they, I don't think they took – advantage of her enough um because i felt like 
you know, they overcame like these uh, villains that she kind of uh, manifested, you know, to kind of give them that confidence. Like, there's that, and then like the party she throws. Like, did they get anything out of that except for getting a little bit of courage to talking to uh, Hilly and Deb? Mm-hmm. You know, like I, I feel there should have been more lessons learned and more building up of their characters to be, you know, men. I guess to become right. men, and because that was pretty much the the idea right like they right. did they created this sex bot or this you know woman to uh pretty much to have sex with like I, I know i keep saying that but that's pretty much why they did it but it ends up it ends up that she becomes more of a mentor like throughout like the, a big sister but I like mean, a big sister yeah, in a way Gary like says that yeah um like throughout the movie i kept thinking last night i kept thinking oh she's kind of like part Frankenfooter from Rocky Horror, part like Jessica Rabbit and part like Mary Poppins. You know, like this is who this person is. She has this like magic that can do, you know, she can give them anything they want. Cool clothes, cool cars, you know what I mean? Change people's minds, fake IDs and all this stuff. Um, and, and, And they don't necessarily end up using her the way that they may have intended to use her, right? more or less. Um, And and that to me, I like that kind of idea of like that be careful, be careful what you wish for kind of thing. Cause you might get it, but you may not be ready for it, you know? And I think a perfect example of that is the shower scene, you know, right after she comes out, she's like, Oh, you know, what do you mean when she comes out of the closet the first time? What do you mani- maniacs want to do now? And then the next scene is like them in the shower with her. And she's just kind of, you know, she's showering, she's doing it. And the two of them are just kind of like, what? This is beautiful, you know, 20 something year old woman in front of us. And they're sitting, you know, and they're standing in the shower with their clothes, you know, with half their clothes on because they just have no right. idea what to do with what, you know, what they always wanted. Right. Um, yeah. So that, I, that idea, I really liked, but you're right. I think it did need to have maybe a little bit more of, you know, we created her for one thing, but it ended up being something else, you know, and then having her, those lessons that she was kind of trying to impart um, in, into them um, be a bit more like clear in a way, you know, is that? Yeah. Yeah. No, because uh, what I'm thinking about, like while you're speaking here, um, it kind of reminded me of Heavenly Kid, which is a movie like very few people saw is one of my first uh, movie reviews that I that I did mm-hmm. uh, in that movie it, there's this guy who died playing chicken in the 50s here you know fast forward to the 85 matter of fact I think Heavenly Kid came out like the week before uh, Weird Science okay. but uh, he's helping this kid become popular you know mm-hmm. but he, he's a ghost that only this kid can see and that's this ghost is uh, that's his that's his mission he, he needs to help this kid so, you know, I guess kind of succeed in life in a sense, but also become popular. And you get to see the things um, like, uh, you know, when they butt heads and then the ghost will like, oh, okay, well, fine. Then how about you be naked right now? Snap to the finger. Boom. The guy's naked. Yeah. I guess what I could have used, in my opinion, like um, Lisa being built by science, I could have used some more magic from her, mm-hmm. you know, um, like the, the the guys weren't using her enough, and obviously they were in over their heads. Like, okay, well now we have her. What do we do? Right. But I wish they would not have us just question that. But like, just give us like, okay, let's let's have Lisa, you know, get them from point A to point D. Give us B, C, B and C in the in between, yeah. rather than just like A A to B and that's it, nothing yeah. in between. Um, so hopefully that makes sense. But to have more with the with the three of them together, you're right. That was yes. kind of missing more of the three of them, you know, coming up with stuff or her actually being more of a mentor, more of a guide in a way, because it is kind of what she was doing. But it was very much like, I'm going to do it from this room and then they'll figure it out, you know? Yeah. So uh, like in uh, in for lack of a better word, like she was kind of like instigating some instances, she was, you know, yeah. like, uh, yeah, like uh, one of my favorite scenes that this is a good example of. The um when she takes Gary t- to his parents' house, mm-hmm. and, you know, and there's one, yeah. all that talk. Like I, I thought that was hilarious. The funniest thing was when they were talking about like tossing off to a movie or something <laughs> yeah. like that. And, yeah, yeah. And the mom, and she's I like, "You told me off. you were drying your hair, or like the the <laughs> fan was on, or 
That whole dialogue. That's、uh, I was. That's that's the one scene that I just laughed my ass yeah, off. Yeah, that was really funny. Yeah, but that also had really icky dialogue when she was just like, "Oh, you know, the regular teen sex, drugs, rock and roll, chips, dips, chains, whips," and I'm just kind of like, "You're yeah, still no, a, you're an、right. adult woman, and these are kids. Like, please、yeah. don't." <laughs> See, so maybe if that that dialogue was toned down, because I, I get it. She's you know,、um, sexy, twenty three years old, and so I I, I get that, but. You know, I could have used you know some some magic there. You know, some twitch of the nose or a little wave of the finger. Yeah. You know, even like with the grandparents,、mm-hmm. well, what she does with them, like we we see that off camera or we don't see it. It happens off camera,、right. and all of a sudden they're in the closet. Like I want to see something, you know, because、yeah. uh, like weird science. We we saw like a scientific aspect of it, you know, but I wanted more fantastical stuff, more mysticism. Maybe that's not the right word, but yeah, more magic. Well, I mean, with the magic that we did get to see when they were preparing for the house, and she's they're doing a walk and talk,、um, and she's like, you know, pointing to this light, and it dims, and pointing to that light, and it raises. You know, what I mean? so we did get to see her power.、Um, yeah, and then like the whole Mary Poppins thing too, when everything goes back in reverse. Right. You know, like the nursery Mary Poppins. Right. So, right. So I I did like that. See, and that's that's what I'm talking about. That's the kind of stuff that I wish we had more of. Right.、Um, Yeah, I can I can see that. What what to me, I just like I like the fact that she was kind of like an emotional support for the guys. So again, to have that be more of a of a of a thing,、um, mm-hmm. but. The ma- again, very similar to the science not being like explained too much. The magic wasn't explained too much, and because of that, I found that there were some instances that I wasn't sure whether this was happening for real or or not. You know what、right. I mean? For example, that that scene with the parent. That scene was so over the top, and、mm-hmm. it was funny, but it was so over the top that part of me was just kind of like, is this something that? You know that she's just creating for him. You know, for for Gary's sake,、okay. and you know, standing up to his parents and doing all that, and like pretty much, you know, bucking authority in a way, just for his sake. And like the parents, you know, and once they step out, the parents didn't necessarily go through this at the same way. It was just for him. You know what I mean? So there was like that little bit of confusion. So then the next time we see the parents, the mom remembers Gary, and then the father for some reason has amnesia and doesn't remember Gary. But then that wasn't really explained, so I wasn't sure what was real.、Um, right. So I don't need like again. I don't need magic to be explained. It's magic. You could do anything you want. The science. I'm also not like whatever. It happens. We. I don't need every, you know, explanation of that. But just to kind of see like the rules, so I can know what I'm watching and not question it. That was, you know, that was something that. That I w- that I would have preferred, just a little bit. Just、okay. give me one、so、little thing、rules. so I can know that. Yeah.、Um, at the end, when everything goes back into reverse, all the mess, all the missile comes out of the room. Everything that got shot out of the chimney in the earlier scene, everything comes back.、Um, I was like, oh man, did this actually happen? Did this? Did any of this really happen? You know, to them, is this something? Maybe it was. Like a figment of their imagination or whatever, because that was also very popular back back in those days too. Like, did they did they actually create this woman?、Um, and it wasn't until the very last shot of the of the movie where you see her somewhere else. That wasn't even explained, but you see her somewhere else. That was also kind of like,、oh, okay, maybe it did happen. All right, I guess it was real. So then it just kind of put everything into more of a a confused state for me. It didn't.、Right. It didn't. It didn't necessarily take away from my enjoyment, but you know, if we're thinking about it critically, that's you know, that's it. Yeah, no, I I, I got you.、Um, yeah, it's just I don't know when I think like, hey, if I can create the perfect woman, I definitely want to use her to her fullest, you know, capabilities or whatever. <laughs> and, and I just thought it was kind of lacking. And, and I'm not talking about like sex. Like I wasn't asking for like sex scenes with her or anything like that.、Yeah. Um, You know, maybe we could have seen some stuff at the school. Like they have this reputation. Okay, well, let's throw them a party.、Yeah. But even at the party, they were a joke until the very end,、right. where you know Gary has that scene, which obviously throws like、uh, out a、uh, gay slur and yeah, just、uh, the, that dialogue of just like yikes. You know, okay, nineteen eighty five, nineteen eighty five. But、um, but I did thought it was funny where. White's like, "Where'd you get the gun?" He's like, "Oh, don't worry, it's a water gun," and he shoots it. I, I mean, you mentioned it. You know, Anthony Michael Hall's comedic timing—it's—it's—it's、yeah. it's, it's very good. It's spot on、uh, in this movie.、Um, I'm just looking at the budget. It—it it had a budget of seven point five million.、Oh, wow. This was a box office hit. So, 
I, I don't know, but I feel that sounds a little low, and maybe they were limited to magic and uh, you know, any kind of CGI wasn't quite what it was. But even then, maybe they were just very limited to what they can do. So a lot of the things were actually just kind of told, not showed, yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. kind of thing. So and, there, and it still did have a lot of like special effects, pretty much practical and otherwise. So yeah. Um, so yeah, well, 7.5 million. No, that actually seems pretty good. 485, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I know that, uh, you know, we talked about the TV show. I'm just looking on the Wikipedia page. And back in 2013, so just four years ago, there were talks about a, um, you know, a plan to do a remake uh Universal Studios. And they were going to have like Joel Silver return to produce the movie. And they were going to kind of go with like a, like a 21 Jump Street, the hangover type type of humor. Mm-hmm. And I'd love that. I, w- I would be, I would love like a 21 Jump Street uh, you know, tone type of remake, um, and I think I think this one needs to be redone. I don't think this. Well, first of all, I'm I'm like against remakes in general. Not that I don't like remakes because I do. There are a lot of remakes that I like sometimes better than the original. But mm-hmm. like I pr- I would prefer for them not to remake things. Um, if they do have to remake it, the way that things are going right now, I think that it'll probably be you know too too girls probably creating a guy um but and that was also something that i was thinking about yesterday when i was watching i was just like if things were reversed and these were two 15 year old girls and it was like a 25 year old dude you know what i mean like that wouldn't like you know no one would like that pretty much um because he's a pedophile, and so was she. If they would, if oh, they would right. have had sex. Yeah, so, yeah. I did, I'm sorry, I didn't even think of that. I was like, "Where are you going with this?" <laughs> no, I'm just sorry. saying. But that's why, like, nobody would like because you know, because girls are just like nobody should touch them. Yeah, yeah. So, if it's an older woman, right, totally fine. It's totally yeah. fine because the boys and blah, um, to all that nonsense. But yeah, no, I think that if if they do remake it, which fine if they do, I don't know if they should go with that kind of humor because I feel like that would make it. I feel like the humor that it was in 1985 is that humor. You know what I mean? Is that same kind of humor? Yeah, I mean, perhaps it's not high school. Maybe they're, uh, you know, college students. They're all the same age, as opposed to having that age difference. I mean, there's some way that they can rewrite it. I feel like that makes it worse because I think what makes this, I guess, if if you can say that this movie can, is endearing, is the fact that it's these two boys because they're boys and at the end of the movie they go you know they go through whatever they go through in order for them to gain confidence become you know become a bit better guys than they were to start you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so that kind of like coming of ageness um quality to it i don't know if that would happen if they were like older maybe i mean mean, yeah i i guess i I would go away from the coming of age um storyline and more so of like a cinderella kind of story Yeah, that's true. This this have this did have a very um like Pygmalion, like my fair lady type quality to it too. So I could see how that would happen. But I don't know, I think if 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 they do remake it, keep them the same age, keep them teenagers, because I think that there are a lot of stories, obviously, we know, that you can mine from being a teenager. Because being a teenager teenager is, you know, something that's really difficult to go through and, and you know, we have countless of of pieces of art that tries to get at that experience, and I don't know if you can ever stray away from that, you know, because there's so many themes that you can touch upon with a story like this from uh, for for kids today, you know, why not? Yeah. And if they do, and if they make it, a, you know, a TV show, you said, or a movie? Uh, I'd I'd say a movie because I mean okay. my my thing is that um, you know obviously I I host another show original remake and uh, I I've always welcomed remakes I, I've never been the person who's like oh gosh please don't now there's definitely some properties that I feel uh, shouldn't be touched I mean if they were successful leave it alone right and if if you want to I don't know go back and try to do that again because it was successful. Don't name it the same thing. You know, uh, I'm looking at you, Point Break, right? Like, you should have called <laughs> Yeah, but then if they don't, then, then people are just going to be like, oh, it's just like Point Break. They just rip off. Well, Ugh. they so did then that with Fast and why. the Furious, you know? But yeah. I think uh, I think movies would would do better 
that way. Like, oh, you know, Point Break did it better. This one was okay, you know. Yeah. But but when you call it Point Break, and then you watch that, you're like, what is this? Like, why? 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 Uh, but yeah. for this, like, yeah, it's got a cult following. People love it. But like, I feel. I mean, you and I, we kind of like rewatched it now, and just kind of like, yikes, you know, like something like this. It can use yeah. an updated version. Yeah, I I hear you, but I don't know. To me, I'm just. I'm such a this movie is still again if you take a lot of those things out and you kind of just you know I sat down last night I was just kind of like this is 1985 I know that I'm going to see a lot of problematic things on it like you just kind of know even if you don't know specifics then it is what it is it's still like a fun movie you know it's still you know it's still like a fun movie does it have great dialogue not really does it have good performances it has one and a half really good performance because the Wyatt kid was not that great um uh you know, is it memorable? It 100% is oh, memorable. Yeah. Yes. But I don't know, to, to have something like be remade just because it was popular or just because, I don't know, I, I'm on the other side where I was like, I would prefer people come up with like new ideas and see new ideas, you know, than like the same thing being regurgitated over and over. That's the only reason I'm not a, like a fan of when people say, oh, we're going to remake something. But I can see your point. Like they make it now. Um, they're probably gonna like amp up all the, you know, all the science and all the, um, all the special effects, you know, some, they're probably gonna be way better looking. Um, something I really like about this movie was that the kids looked like they were kids. Yes. Like those two boys looked like they were they their really age, did. which mm-hmm. they were, you know, nowadays we'll probably have like a couple of 23 year olds, you know, play 15 year olds and, and that's that. So I don't know. I don't know. I'm, ag- I'm against it, but if it happens and if it's good, then, why not? Yeah, it's my fun. thing is just that, um, you know, if a remake existed and, you know, if it fails, mm-hmm. you can always be like, you know what? The the original was better. Go watch the original. But for me, if a remake did not exist that was successful, I, it's hard for me to be like, you got to watch Weird Science. You know, I'll be like, you know what? It's, it's got some problems. It's fun. I can't be like 100% you need to go watch it. I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I'm I'm kind of really borderline like, um, you know, on the fence, whether I would recommend this to other people. Like, hey, if, if you saw it, be like, hey, you know, you, you'll still have fun with it. But if somebody brand new is like, hey, yeah. should I watch Weird Science? I'm like, yeah, well, it was a thing in the 80s. It's got some problems. So, I mean, mm-hmm. you're not missing anything if you don't watch it. So I think, yeah. you know, that that's really where I'm at with the uh, remake. Yeah. Well, you know, like, yeah, it has some problems and all that stuff, but did it age well? Not really, because of a lot of things that mm-hmm. we just talked about. But I think that it's, there are some things that you could, like, I would still recommend this to people, but I would say, you know, it's a great, like, time capsule of yeah. that time. Yeah, you know John I mean? Hughes. Of 85 mm-hmm. or of the 80s. You know, it's a John Hughes movie. Like, I feel like, you know, there are a lot of good things that you can take from it, um, especially if you're watching all of, like, his filmography, uh, the ones he directed and didn't and just wrote. So it's, I don't know, to me, yeah, watch it. I would recommend it. But just know, obviously, it's 1985. Is 1985, and it's a, it's a, like a time capsule, you know. That the character of Chet, there were sometimes I'm just like, this guy is so over the top, and like so, <laughs> like, he's such a dick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I know, you know. Obviously, a lot of us have siblings, older, younger, whatever. We may be the Chet, we may not be, but like, and you know, we torture our little brothers or, or little sisters, whatever the case may be. But like to me, I'm just kind of like, this is. So so over the top is it really like this was it all like that and like and i think that that's you know that's so 80s to have this like over the top you know evil older brother that was just such an asshole and, and you had to like overcome his assholeness and that was one of the storylines in this movie it was just kind of like you gotta you know you have to have, have fight you know this one of your bullies and one of your bullies happens to be you know your brother but it, he was so over the top and that's such an 80s thing that like i feel like you have to see it to appreciate maybe what you have now yeah you know? there you go watch it for bill paxton because he was quite amazing <laughs> he really was yeah. he was so horrible like i was just like oh he even looks like hideous like oh and i, I love i love bill and... paxton yeah um i was a huge fan of his you know but in this movie as memorable as he is like he looked he even looked hideous like i was just kind of like this guy is a monster <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's a <great>. monster <laughs> Uh, so we don't do ratings, but I do pull up the um, the ratings on IMDb and Rotten Tomatoes, and we'll just kind of see, uh, you know, give our thoughts on what each site had. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes had it rotten at 56%, and on IMDb, 6.6 out of 10. Mm-hmm. Um, where do you where do you lean towards? Um, 
Let me go first, just because I think I'm going to surprise yeah, no. people. So sure, as as much criticism as I have given the movie and my borderline, you know, maybe not recommending it to to new people, I'm going to still lean towards a six point six on IMDb because I think there are a lot of things to like, but I feel like the the problems that I do have are just kind of like ah, those are hard for me to recommend this movie, but yeah. still a lot of fun to be had. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I think I would agree. That's a that's a good score. Um, yeah. Yeah, for everything I just mentioned, uh, this whole episode and, and also, I mean, if we have to be honest and if I could just, you know, sexualize her for like a couple of minutes, for a couple of seconds, seconds, <laughs> like. T- take more than a, a few seconds. If you like. <laughs> no, cause then it'll feel <laughs> extra weird. But no, but like Kelly LeBrock, LeBrock is just so good looking in this movie. And she's just, and I think that she was just like the perfect, you know what I mean? Like the perfect embodiment of what these, kids wanted um and i I don't know i just really liked her in this in this movie and and um so that's the point six for me but yeah a six is a six is a good score for this now question why is why is grandfather why does was it me or did he have a british accent whose grandfather uh, Wyatt's. Oh, the one Wyatt's that was grandfather? In the closet? Yeah, he did look like he had a but i mean you know he's a grandfather he probably came from england like Sure, maybe they yeah. were wealthy. Is that the decision, perhaps? Like, oh. Yeah, because maybe... his house was pretty damn big. Right. Yeah. But I was just all like, wait a minute, why it's like regular, you know, he has an English, a regular American accent, you mm-hmm. know, and then his father has the British, you know, actual English yeah. accent. So I don't know. I thought that was interesting, but. Um, I did like, I mean, again, going back to Kelly LeBrock, like that English accent really helped as well. Mm hmm. I mean, I I, I, don't, I feel like she's a crush of yours here. Yeah, well, yeah. Mm-hmm. Who was it? Who didn't? Who saw this movie and was like, "Ew, Kelly LeBrock, gross." <laughs> Nobody. <laughs> I definitely like her here more than I did in uh, Hard, Hard to, to Kill. Kill. Yeah, yeah. Hard to Kill loved the movie, but I lo- I loved her in this one uh, for sure. I know. Oh well, in Hard yeah. to Kill, Steven Seagal was very sexy. So yeah, yeah. You, the the ponytail that did it for you. No, it was like all the like beating people <laughs> up that did it for me. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah. And he did it in, in cool ways too. Exactly. He was very unique in that manner. Yeah. So. I remember seeing that movie. I think I was like 11. It came out like in, in 90, right? So I saw it like a yeah. year after it came out. Uh, right? uh, 93? 93. 94? 93, 94, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's a little bit later than you thought, yeah. Well, I was... Well, you know what? Maybe 91 now, now that I think That's it was, what I'm saying. I, I think I, it was like know. 90, whatever. But I feel like I was like around 11, 12, 13. And I was just kind of like, Steven Seagal is so dreamy. Do you remember him having a beard in that movie? I did, yes. I don't know if I was into beards back in that early. <laughs> that <laughs> part might have started of my life. it for you. That might have started. You're that like, may have started, right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Steven Seagal. <laughs> uh, just to kind of throw it out there, if anybody was interested, it did come out in 1990. So you were correct. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. 90, yeah. That's why it was seared in my memory. Um, <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. you, you know what? It's because he wakes. No, never mind. Nope. I'm not going to talk about it. Um, <laughs> but Carly, thank you for uh, yeah. making your uh, return. I'm I'm trying to think, but I feel like the last movie you might have come on was uh, Aloha. I mean, does that sound right? Oh my it, gosh, has it been really? that long? But well, we had a really good time with Raising Victor Vargas, which was our first yes. endeavor. Yes. Um, your first Aloha guest spot, too, like ever, right? Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Well, I was I, just kind of like, are you sure you want me on the show? <laughs> Like, uh, this, really this is Carly, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> we had a great time. Um, it became yeah. my favorite movie. Um, it is a good movie. If you guys yeah. haven't heard it, go back and listen to it. It's, I'm still, st- I'm sure it's still in your archives or in your. It is. I, I, I would, I would like to very much remake it just because, like, that was still also early in my podcasting game. And so, mm-hmm. like, you know, when I hear my old stuff, I'm just like, yikes, you know? No, I thought it was good. I thought we had a really good conversation, but I was yeah. also very nervous. Yeah, as was I. I mean, I was like, I got Carly. I got Carly coming on my show. <laughs> You're stupid. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I mean, since then, we've had many, many collaborations, yeah. um, uh, a lot of which you can find at uh, Cortex Parts, which we kind of mentioned earlier. Uh, you and I, we recently covered uh, Friends from College, you know, the Netflix yes. original series. So that's on TV at my brain. If anybody wants to check that out, that was a lot of fun. Yeah, we'll be back for season two. Yes, yeah, season two is coming. Yeah, so that's great. Uh, you joined me on the season or the series finale of Frequency. Um, that might be harder to find, though, because I feel like on Apple Podcasts, uh, the the feed goes back so far. So, Well, well, you could always find it on, on courtsofparts.com. 
Just type in the search bar frequency and we're there. So, Carly, where else can listeners find you or, you know, some uh, upcoming things that you'll be doing that they can look forward to checking out? Like I mentioned, always on courtandparts.com, Talking Shondaland, which is the show that I uh, do with... Yeah, with Nicole, we cover TGIT, so Shondaland Thursdays, Grey's Anatomy, How to Get Away with Murder, and Scandal, and whatever premieres in the spring uh, on TGIT. And we cover that, and that's going to start this week, actually. Although, when you guys hear this, it'll already be on. Um, and we're really excited to have that back. Scandal's coming for that season, so whatever. It, we're, we have a really good time on that show. And uh, That Pop This Life is back, and TV at My Brain, I'm going to be covering a couple of shows coming up, too. Um, definitely unreal uh, in early 2018. And that's the one I'm most excited about. And uh, you could always catch me on uh, TV Movie Mistress, where I cover the CW show The 100 with Moji over there. And that's also, that's one of my favorite shows. So I love talking TV with Mo and talking The 100 with Mo. So all of those, you know, you can find me and uh, always on Twitter at Carly Vision with a K. Yep, and I want to pimp uh, something out too. And you, you already kind of mentioned that uh, this episode is actually going to be released a lot later than when we're actually recording it. But not too long ago, uh, we had the Emmys, and A Handmaid's Tale uh, had a lot of love, yes. which you also cover with Mariano and Allegra. So, yes. uh, for any fans of those, that uh, is also available at TV in My Brain. Yeah, and also um, Emmy winners uh, Atlanta also. We yes. uh, oh, Mariano and Allegra right. covered on TV in My Brain and. Game of Thrones we cover. We cover so many shows on there. So TV Ate My Brain, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, anywhere where you find your podcast, you can find Peter, me, Mariano Allegra, Jamel, Devin, all sorts of people, great people there. And we, we're having some new shows coming up soon. So Yeah, there's something for everyone. There really something is. for everyone. Yep. I mean, We Got Five is a top five list show, which I also do. Uh, so if you guys want to get a hold of me, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Podstalgic. Uh, obviously, you can find my other content at CortePars.com. And all of my shows can be found on the many mediums and platforms that uh, you can find any other podcast. Um, but if you have, you know, uh, a few minutes, please take the time to consider leaving an iTunes review mm -hmm. for all the wonderful podcasts that we've mentioned uh, that really help out the visibility. And uh, recently, with the new updated um, iOS, you know, the Apple Podcast isn't as user friendly as it used to be. No. It looks like the search results. Um, are very sparse. They, I think they limit the search results, which sucks. Yeah. Because um, some of the smaller shows, also, you know, with very few um, uh, iTunes reviews, they may not populate. So so uh, reviewing and rating will definitely help that. Uh, so, uh, again, Carly, I want to thank you uh, for, for returning. I want to thank you all the listeners for all your continued support. And uh, we will see you guys next time. Thanks, Peter. Bye. Elastic boots and pots and pans, bits and pieces, and the magic from the hand will make it weird signs. Four things I've never seen before. Behind motor doors, in an imagination, weird signs. Not what teachers said to do, making dreams come true, living tissue, warm flesh, weird signs. Elastic boots and pots and pans, bits and pieces, bits and pieces, Thank you for listening to the Court and Parts Podcast Network. To listen to more Court and Parts shows, visit courtemparts.com.